What's up, Spiritual Gangsters? This is your OGs. Trees. And Rain. Welcome to another episode of Tribe So let's get into it. Today uh, yeah. is my topic that I wanted to talk Woo! about. Um, the topic is comfort zones. So I initially wanted to pick this topic. I thought it was important because I felt like at the time and kind of now, although I, I feel like I'm kind of overcoming it. Um, I felt like I was stuck in my comfort zone and I wasn't really going out of my comfort zone in order to advance my life and to do the things that I wanted to do. You know how you have things in your mind like I want to work out, you know, I want this type of body, I want to uh, do more of my artwork or I want to be more spiritual or whatever goals you have for yourself. I felt like I had these goals in my mind, but I wasn't actively going out of my comfort zone to do things, to pursue these things and do the necessary actions needed to achieve these goals. But they're like in my head, things I wanted to do. So then it led to like this cycle of kind of like me being down on myself because I wouldn't do the things that I said I wanted to do to reach my goals. And then that just cyclically kind of like even brings you back more into your comfort zone because you feel like shit about yourself. So I'm like, why not talk about it? Right. If I want to marry Michael B. Jordan, I have to start stalking him. (laughs) You have to get out there and do what you're afraid to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, sidebar, sidebar on that. He has this new music video with this girl. You saw the Woe music video? Yeah, you showed me You showed me my man cheating on me <laughs> for three minutes straight. Yeah, and I thought comments, we were better friends than this. All the huh? comments on that music video had me dying like, oh, this is why you didn't pick up your phone last night. <laughs> so this is where you were. Okay. Why are you kissing on my bed? Like, people. That doesn't look like your sister, you know? <laughs> and they were like, one of the uh, uh, comments were like, oh, wow, we cheating now? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's how we're acting, wow. Anyone that's lost, Michael B. Jordan just featured in a video, a music video um, from this woman. I can't pronounce her name right, so I don't want to say her name. But That other bitch. <laughs> She's probably a wonderful person. It was a great music video. It was actually a really good song called Whoa. And he was kissing her in the music video. So everybody went crazy. All the women claiming and some men claiming him. (laughs) But the song was cute or whatever. (laughs) That does not excuse that type of behavior, sir and madam. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yo, you're killing me. I'm dead. (laughs) <laughs> all right so comfort zone. <laughs> the comfort zone so what did you think of uh, or think about when i said i wanted to speak about this and i was talking to you about this topic well when you brought it up that you wanted to do it um it made sense because we've had this discussion before um it was you know out of college times and everybody was just like why is my life starting he was like <laughs> Like, that's where just how we're, 
people are at that stage of their life. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you want to branch out and create the life that you want for yourself in any way, whether or not like career-wise or spiritually or romantically in any sense, you have to put yourself out there. You know, you can't. You can't gain if you don't move. Give. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. You can't gain if you don't give. No, it's true. Put that on a t-shirt. You better trademark that shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we can get into the topic by just like briefly discussing what our comfort zones, so everyone's on the same page of what we're talking about. I have yeah, so describe them for you. Well, I well I wanted to describe them by this article that I saw that I feel like described generally what are comfort zones for everyone. Granted, your comfort zone looks obviously a lot different than mine, as mm-hmm. in anyone else. But I just want to talk about generally what comfort zones are, so everyone can look into their lives and be like, oh, maybe this is a comfort zone for me, you know. Um, so. It's an article by Benny Page. Uh, the article is called Second Corinthians 1, Don't Get Too Comfortable. Um, she starts off the article by saying comfort has two distinct definitions, a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint, and to ease or lessen another's sadness, sorrow, or pain. One is a noun and the other a verb, an action taken. And then she just went on to say that we know when we are saddened by the changes in our lives, which cause sadness, pain, loss, we want that pain to ease and we look for those things which can do it. Some turn to alcohol, drugs, sex, shopping, eating, traveling, amusement or entertainment to take our minds off of our troubles some are innocent and others you know can lead to other addictive things um but collectively they begin to define success and the comforts that we feel so i like how she said about that because basically like she generally described what you know being comfortable is and it's just having ease like feeling safe you know feeling free not having any pain or constraint or sometimes like that is what comfort zones are for people but then I feel like a deeper part of comfort zones for other people may be that they're not dealing with something that's going on so they go into their comfort zone to like ease or lessen like any type of sadness or sorrow or pain that they may have so they stay in their like little bubble and that's kind of why how like in a way vices play into you staying into your comfort zones which we'll get into a little bit later but um there's a large variation of different things that can constitute a comfort zone some are very simple things that aren't really that dangerous and it can lead and then it's like a big gap and then you have other things that are more dangerous that can lead to other things but is what is people comfort zones are yeah so uh before we get into you know the reasons why we have them so basically it's like they are spaces situations objects or um activities that are reliable 
in making us feel safe. They're, they are, you know, touchstone spiritually. It's calming because it's something that's always there. You know, for little kids, a teddy bear type situation, it's like what is your emotional or spiritual teddy bear? That, that's your comfort zone. Right. Um, so, I, think, I think for me, um, I think my comfort zone, like, so the way my story is with having comfort zones and whatnot is that I feel like when I was younger, I never really had a comfort zone. Like, I was always a very, like, always wanted to do stuff, always wanted to, like, achieve, always wanted to step out of my comfort zone, especially, like, in high school, because you have all these goals that, like, society is telling you you need to do. You need to do your SATs. You need to go to college. You need to do this. So everything was very clear for you. So you were just working hard towards those goals, right? So in high school, I was working hard to get into a good college. Got into a good college, got into a good program. Now in college, I'm just working hard and getting out of my comfort zone and doing what I need to do to actually graduate because graduation is the goal. I feel like college was the easiest time of my life because I knew what I needed to do. I know our stories are different about college. (laughs) I feel like I, I knew what I needed to do and I got it done and that was it. You know what I mean? And I was able to step out of my comfort zone because my goals were clear um, I had all this pressure to do this. You're spending all this money. So pff, I'm I'm graduating. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm graduating. <laughs> I'm freaking spending on school. So that happens. I graduate. Then after graduating, the hustle is getting a job. Oh, my God, I got to get a job. So I'm filling out all these applications. I'm going to all these interviews. I'm like going hard, getting out of my comfort zone, doing what I need to do because of all this pressure. And then I get the job. And the pressure in the beginning of your job is kind of like just, you know, fitting in, you know, doing your job correctly, you know, being a new professional, you know, in a place where you don't know anyone making friends. But after you made the friends at work, after you feel comfortable, after you start settling in to your position and there's nothing more to do is the start of me being in a comfort zone. Because I no longer had that pressure. Everyone's like, oh, you have a job. You have this. You you know, like, as if, like, all this time I was trying to get at a success level. And now that I'm at that level where as if if I don't do anything else, I'll be okay. But there's a lot of things yeah. I still want for myself. So now it's not a matter of me, like, getting out of my mama house, graduating, paying off this debt. You know what I mean? Like, those are things yeah. I needed to do. Now I feel like I struggle with comfort zones because the things that I want to do for my life are things that I want, you know, but there are positive things that I want for my life, whether it's getting in shape, being more spiritual and doing this and that. But because I don't have the pressure of all these things I had in high school and college and trying to find a job, it's so much easier to get into this comfort zone. So my comfort zone and my issues with comfort zone is that I equate being comfortable with success because I've been so uncomfortable most of my life. So it's kind of like since I've been so uncomfortable most of my life, now I'm at a point where I have to get comfort and success that is mashed together. I have to kind of like take it apart and really dissect it more so that I can step out of my comfort zone to reach these goals that I'm making for myself 
if I'm so you so, okay I'm just trying to understand so you're saying that your comfort zone was success itself like you being comfortable and always no I like, feel like success is comfort to me because I struggled a lot from being young to actually like I, I when I was younger and I wasn't thinking about all the worldly things that I'm thinking about now I always equated comfort with success like oh I would be so if I feel comfortable that means I'm successful comfortable meaning having enough money to survive or you know uh especially when you come from like circumstances that are not like maybe a little below standard mm-hmm. once you get into an environment where you can actually pay for the things you want to pay for and do the things that you want to do and be okay you kind of get too comfortable in that circumstance because before when i didn't have all these things i've thought that oh if i have these things I will be successful because I will be comfortable. But now that I have these things, I'm realizing how fickle things are. And I want to elevate myself more outside of the zone of what I believe to be comfortable based on my success. Oh, okay. Now I'm, I, it's just a different definition for you then. Right. I'm trying to so that's the point I'm understand. trying to explain. So a comfort zone for you would be basically complacency. Like you're right. okay with everything around you and you're not striving for more. So you personally don't ever want to be quote unquote comfortable because you feel as though that when when they that you'll stop growing. Right. There's, there's so much beauty in the world. There's so many things that I need to strive for and elevate myself throughout all the levels of life. And it's, I don't want to stop here, but it's so easy to sometimes be like, I'll be okay. Like I'll be all right. Like I make enough money to like, (laughs) Oh, like kind of just chill. Not saying I make a lot of money. Yeah. You mean physically comfort to have like financial security. Right was a comfort zone for you but now you want to be able to strive for something um not so physical so to keep reaching for your goal right but it's it's like kind of all my circumstances like for instance like everything kind of plays into each other because because I feel comfortable at work and I go out with my friends to drink after work and I have all this time to go out and have fun and not focus on, like, say, my health or my body, going to the gym mm-hmm. and do this. Like, you know, when people, oh, so you have time to go out and drink, but you ain't have time to go to the gym. Okay. I see. <laughs> like, that type shit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you have all the time in the world to go on vacation. You going here, you going there. You know, I started traveling a lot and doing all this stuff and having a good time, but I wasn't really nurturing myself. So I think I kind of got a big jump in salary very quickly and a big jump in comfort very quickly that I kind of like super indulged in a way. And then after I'm so full, I sit back and I'm like, wow, it feels good just to not be striving right now for anything. 
Yeah. You know, after all these decades of, well, I guess these two decades or, you know, a 10 year span of working hard to do something, to be something, to be somebody. I think that's just kind of like a post-college woe of comfort zone type perspective. It's now that you've achieved everything off of your checklist, you have to scrap it and make a new checklist for yourself. Exactly. But the process in between making that checklist and getting the energy and now stepping out the comfort zone, it takes a lot more energy to pick yourself up after that. Because technically, I can work day to day and be able to maintain my life and still have fun and not strive for more if I so choose. But that's not what will fill my heart up. But then we have these superficial things like whether it be alcohol or going out or going on vacations or being lazy or Netflix that can kind of fill us up where our goals Mm -hmm. kind of get to the back of our head and we kind of just forget about everything. I get you. So that's where I'm at with comfort zones. It's different for everyone, but it kind of goes back to the definition of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. So everybody has their own. Yeah. Right. So that's how mine goes back into that. And with my idea of comfort zone, it has less to do with, well, her other definition of, uh, to lessen sadness, sorrow, or pain. To me, it was just, it was more like freedom and being lazy and comfort that comes along with overindulging in a way. I get that. Because you're comfortable with, uh, like we said, you're comfortable with your environment. Right. The so you have to push past that to grow internally. Exactly. For me, mine is, is like the other definition of like, I hide internally because that's my comfort zone because I don't like people. So it's just easier for me to be by myself than to interact with people. So that's why I always kind of like shut down. If I'm going through something, it's hard for me to process and still deal with people. I'll just shut everybody out, get into a cocoon, go through what I got to go through, and then pick up five months later like hi how's the weather <laughs> you are queen of disappearance i am houdini nigga do you well, have a not, magic invisible fucking cloak bitch. it's not out of malice or any ill intent it's just it really is difficult for me to like physically be around others so So I think that's pretty interesting because we kind of both show different sides of what you can consider a comfort zone in being. Yeah. Mine is more like a self-preservation out of fears, trauma, etc. And yours is out of, uh, what you said, like self-indulgence and being comfortable with your environment. Exactly. Or finally being able to breathe, kind of like. Yeah. And then instead of just taking a breath and keep moving, I take more breaths and sit my ass down. (laughs) And watch the fucking (laughs) never fucking get up. (laughs) 
you know what I'm saying? I just, I just need better balance. I think that's really my issue. That's the key to life. Simplexity. Exactly. A little bit of everything. Well, it kind of gets back into the conversation of why we develop comfort zones and how vices help us stay in comfort zones. I have this uh, other article um, by, I'm just going to spell her name because I know I'm going to pronounce it wrong. S-H-V-E-I-T-T-A. Last name is Sharma. I guess it's Shavita Sharma. It's called. Oh, I Yeah, it's called putting ourselves beyond the boundaries of comfort. And she talks about the difference between rust out and burnout. She says, like, rust out is the opposite of burnout. It's what happens when we stop challenging ourselves and opt for the path of least resistance. We simply exist without reflecting on how we can grow. A feeling of numbness and almost uncomfortable boredom sets in as we expose ourselves to the same things, places, and people on a daily basis, also known as our comfort zone. It feels like the perfect place to be, but eventually it takes its toll, preventing us from growing and experiencing life in its entirety. In my opinion, rust out is worse than burnout as it prevents us from using our full capacity and from experiencing life fully. While burnout is the result of doing too much of the same thing, rust out occurs when we do not do enough and stagnation sets in. While burnout erodes our energy, rust out wears away our will and spirit. So that's really the point that I don't want. Although, you know, I'm kind of taking a step back or, you know, I'm feeling comfortable. I don't want to feel so comfortable and feel so stagnant in one place where I start rusting out and my will and spirit goes away. Because I feel like that kind of makes up like the best part of me. When I was young, I was always very ambitious. I was always very excited about a lot of things. And I feel like as I get older, sometimes my excitement and will about certain things or really about anything in life in general, just kind of like windows away and get sucked up by I guess certain vices or certain ideas that I have in my head of comfort um yeah the the older you get because you've seen more things also especially living in New York you see a lot of things within a short amount of time and you just get I understand because I had that same mindset especially living in New York you're like over everything really quickly right and it's just kind of like, all right, whatever. All right. And not that you act like that. I'm just saying, like. No, I, I understand. You eventually, I feel like all New Yorkers get to that point where they're just, like, fed up. But it's the excitement itself. It's just about experiencing new things. It's, it uh, takes a little bit more to get there. Yeah, I'm just kind of, I think in a way, yeah, part of my problem is that I live in New York. Maybe we'll do a whole other podcast about that. It's just sometimes I just feel like there's just so much, but nothing. Yeah. And that's the worst. Like, when you start <laughs> feeling like that, like, you live in the biggest, most beautiful city ever, but you're like, you just want to stay in your apartment and just, like, not do anything because the environment, maybe the environment doesn't suit you any longer. Yeah. Which could it, be it, too. Oversaturation, so you. Um, this is too much. Kind of 
disappear. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what my um my point of view and all the re- and all the stuff that I've like looked into comfort zone. Um what it was about fear and self preservation because that's what it what a comfort zone is for me. Is uh either a distraction or just like a, a like I said, a cocoon effect. Um but to have it to like get away from fear and for self preservation. So um one quote by um I believe it's from the book forgive me if I mispronounce your name. Manage Aurora Manage Manage From the Rat Race to Financial Freedom. That's random, but uh, comfort is your biggest trap, and coming out of your comfort zone is your biggest challenge. Coming out of your comfort zone is such a big thing. It's difficult for a lot of people. Obviously, something that we both struggle with. That's why we're having this, you know, as <laughs> well one of our topics. But um, that's the thing that keeps us in those comfort zones is the fear of change, the fear of challenges and overcoming those obstacles uh, that we have in our lives or probably that we put there ourselves in order to get to the other side and out of our comfort zone and growing and changing and such. I feel like also dealing with your shit, whether that means therapy, whether that means being self-reflective, because like you said, sometimes you have comfort zones because of some trauma or some pain you feel inside and you're kind of like running away from it I feel like Mm -hmm. only really when you face you know kind of your demons in a way it's that that's kind of really one of the ways you can kind of like start to break down the reasons why you have a comfort zone and then try to overcome them in a way yeah I know Uh, that's um but the process of healing, because I know for me personally, uh, it like even though like I have a checklist, what was wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, I know the reason why. But in overcoming it, that comfort space is that comfort zone is needed a little bit before you can just go out there and do what you got to do not all the time is it to jump off the cliff straight into your deepest fear kind of healing because that can be sometimes even more harmful um and i I do have a a quote here by uh richie norton that says it's not about getting out of your comfort zone to reach your goal it's about widening your comfort zone so far that your goal fits comfortably inside so it's like baby steps and that whole process, because sometimes that's needed as well, like every person heals differently. Um, but before you branch out to a place that you're comfortable, you, you need to have a little bit of a security blanket just to inch your way in there. Now you're jump off a cliff. You know, I read that quote a lot differently. I saw that quote more like, um, it's not about, so his quote is, it's not about getting out of your comfort zone to reach your goal. It's about widening your comfort zone so your goals feel comfortably inside. Yeah. I thought of it like start doing things that align with your spirit and that you feel comfortable with. 
but it's also a part of your goals. I need a little bit more elaboration. Give me an example. I'm a simple bitch. I like pictures. <laughs> so it's kind of like, for instance, I wanted to start waking up at 4 a.m. every day. That's one of the comfort because one of my comforts is sleep. Like mm. I'm a big sleeper. I love to sleep. Literally, I can sleep any day, anytime, all day, however long you want me to. Sleeping is you my to sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> what the doctor said. <laughs> I, mean. I mean, like any time throughout the day, I can knock out. Like I'm the same person. Even on the train going to work, like I'll sleep for 20 minutes. I'll I can sleep whenever I need to sleep. And maybe we could do another podcast about that because like I'm a big lucid dreamer. <laughs> we ain't even getting this shit done. But we got mad ideas. <laughs> Cause I'm a big like lucid dreamer. I have very vivid dreams. I remember almost all my dreams. Like it's like crazy. So like I love to sleep. Love, love, love to sleep feel like I'm in a different world so one of the things I've wanted to do was I remember when I was a little bit younger maybe like in my teens early 20s I used to wake up at like three o'clock a.m to go to work in my teens mm. yeah I used, and the reason why is because I used to wake up at 3 30 I used to run around my neighborhood um for a couple of miles was anybody chasing you so come back home, stretch, right? And as I'm stretching in my like front yard, because I used to stretch in my front yard, I slowly saw the world waking up. And that was the most beautiful moment of my day. Like you went from complete darkness I would run into. By the time I ran back, started stretching, you slowly hear the birds chirping. You slowly hear like the animals waking up, then you start hearing the cars and then you start seeing random people come out. You know, like to me, it was beautiful. It was the most beautiful time of the whole day. And I got my exercise in. I'm feeling good. You know, it's just that's what makes me feel good. And that's what makes me feel safe. That's what makes me feel like it's worth getting up in the morning to like see people and animals and everything like start their day go from nothingness to alertness like to me that's beautiful right so right. that was when I was a teenager I remember my story I was way more ambitious and doing a whole lot of stuff and filled up with a whole lot of will and ambition and spirit more so when I was younger to so like now and I notice now like I sleep in until 12 2 o'clock 3 o'clock like, I do whatever I want to do. And part of that was I used to work nights, too. So, like, my schedule was, like, all the way off. So don't think that, like, yeah, every day I was just sleeping in until, like, 3 o'clock. Like, sometimes I wouldn't get home until 8 in the morning. So, you know, whatever. So I eventually changed my schedule to work days shift. So I had – I was like, okay, I work day shift. I can start waking up earlier. But I didn't start naturally waking up earlier. I still on my days off was sleeping at least until noon and then I was wondering why I was still in my comfort zone not wanting to work out not wanting to do certain things just wanting to feel comfortable just wanting to just chill and you know not do anything or if I do anything it's like going out with friends hanging out doing this and that 
And I really had to like take a step back and think about things that nurtured my spirit, that once nurtured my spirit, and then thinking about things that nurture my spirit now and trying to combine the two so I can create a new avenue for myself to start getting those feelings back of really enjoying my life more, really being in the moment in a way where I'm achieving my goals and I'm feeling good about it. So what I ended up doing was I did a lot of reflection, a lot of meditation, and I figured out that I love walking, for instance, right? Love walking. I promise you this is going to go somewhere. I'm hanging on, girl. I'm, I'm hanging with you. on a thread. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I love walking. Like walking, anytime I walk, I remember even when I first got my first job, anytime I had a day off, I would literally walk all the way from the Upper East Side Manhattan, that's like right below Harlem, all the way to Brooklyn. I would cross the bridge and everything. I would walk for like. Wait, 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 wait. You walk to Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm but that's what I love to do. I love to walk. I love to walk and like see people. I'm gonna say person like I like like house peeping, even though that sounds kind of like weird. But like, you know, looking that's at like different. architecture <laughs> and like houses and people throughout their oh, area. I love walking. I love walking because I feel like when you walk, you see the world. And like slow mo, you're like you're passing, but you're taking things in, you're leaving things out. And then when I walk, because I'm being active, my mind starts being more active, and my mind actually gets clearer when I walk. Like I really clearly see like what I want to do, where I want to go, the things that I want out of life, and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. walking not only makes me feel good physically, you know, it also makes my mind clear out in a way where I start to really clearly see the things that I want to do, where I want to go with my life or whatnot. So what I ended up doing for myself was aligning the ways in which I reach my goals with my spirit and within my comfort. Meaning, say if you have a goal, right? I feel like there's always all these different, like, say you put in, like, you can literally write on YouTube right now how to be happy, how to get out of a slump, right? Literally. Mm -hmm. And there'll be thousands of videos that will show you how to get out of a slump or how to be happy or how to do this and how to do that. But it's like, how can these people show you how to do anything and they don't know you? So I feel like exactly. It's like an overload of information in a way where you forsake yourself at the will of somebody else's opinion or somebody else's way of how they achieved what you want. Just because somebody achieves something in a certain way doesn't mean that that'll work for you because you have to do what you have to do for yourself that aligns with your spirit in order to reach your goals. Because only if you do stuff in a way that's aligned with your spirit, you'll never reach your goals because you'll never be comfortable doing it. You're always going to feel like you're living somebody else's life or doing things in a way that, you know, you don't like. You know what I'm saying? So I had to really, like, figure out how can I reach my goals and do things that make my spirit 
motivated that makes me feel excited and willful because sometimes you can look at one of these videos on youtube and you can get inspired like definitely mm-hmm. you can get inspired looking at some bad bitch with some abs her journey she used to weigh 300 pounds now she's 150 pounds 145 pounds bomb ass bitch fat ass thighs looking good all this stuff you could be on your bed literally eating a fucking sausage and some fucking chips like wait no. wait wait what visual did you just create somebody in bed eating sausage <laughs> and chips and chips naturally bad bitches. <laughs> like yes i'm motivated yes <laughs> like Sausage and chips. All right. (laughs) But like, like, it's not you. Like you're looking at somebody else manif, like somebody else who manifested something based on their spirit. You know what I'm saying? And they do. So what you're, what you're saying is that whatever goals you have should basically be more realistic. Is that what you're saying? Because they're, they're in, they have to start within your comfort zone i feel like it starts from your comfort zone and then it branches out into discomfort but the discomfort shouldn't be like something that's always uncomfortable like for example when you work out you get uncomfortable but usually after you work out you feel better you feel energized you feel achieved i feel like you should do stuff that gives you energy like for instance when somebody your friend calls you and is like oh you want to go out all of a sudden you got energy yes like i'm ready to go out like come on like i have you- never had that reaction <laughs> <laughs> but it can be other things that make you react that way like what can somebody say know, right now to get you that's what i was i have a kit cat <laughs> what did you say i have a kit cat yeah but, okay so the excitement you feel up the food like, oh, I'm about to take you out to dinner. I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm there. Chocolate specifically. Chocolate, chocolate. specifically. All right. right. Going to chocolate if anybody's going to send gifts. You'll have a lot of energy. <laughs> chocolate. Because that's what you feel like you want, right? It feels like you're, 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 you're in spirit about that, right? So what I'm saying is you need to align your goals with your spirit. For instance, I was saying. Using things that you want to are comfortable do. with now okay do what you do what you have to do so that you can do what you want to do exactly in okay. a way whether it's uh habit pairing like we talked about this before where you pair something that you really like to do with like a goal you want to do like i do want to get fit i want a better body i want to be more healthy but i'm lazy so let's add only watching my ratchet shows while I'm on the treadmill at the gym type stuff, you know. Which I still think is a brilliant idea, and I tried that yesterday. We'll talk about that another time. But, um, yeah, but that's that's kind of like what I was saying, though. Like, you are, you still have your comfort zone. It was just when it's overcoming fear and stuff, it's just you can't just go, go from being like, okay, I'm lazy, I'm a homebody, to running a marathon tomorrow you know what i mean you have to set then you have to set stuff that's comfortable it's just that that may be like a physical instance um in comfort zones and stepping out of fear versus an emotional 
reaction. I'll be like, okay, so I have, like, really bad social anxiety. I'm not going to go to a, like, a house party that's packed right now because I'll be, like, around a whole lot of people shoulder to shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't go from zero to 100 in the same sense. Like, physically, somebody can't go from zero to 100. So that's what I mean, like... I think I looked at it more as not doing something that you feel comfortable with, but doing something that energizes you toward your goal. And back to what I was saying about like the videos, like you have all these videos that show you what they do and you get like immediate, you know, inspiration, but it's not long lasting because we're letting things on the outside tell us how to get over things. But, you know, really, That's why a lot of people go to therapy because therapy is more like you talking things out for yourself and checking in with yourself and figuring out why you do the things that you do. Opposed to nowadays, people look up like how to like YouTube videos, but that's not really therapy. That's you looking outside of yourself for something that you should be looking inside of yourself for. Granted, some of these videos do help. I can't knock some of these videos, but what I'm saying is, we are not cookie cutter people. So even if you feel motivated by something, it still may not be for you. Every spirit is different and we all need different things. So I ended up finding an empowering ritual with reflection, self-discovery, but in a way that I can enjoy and empower myself to react and feel not only just immediately energized but continuously energized in my own life instead of seeking out what works for anyone else so i'm going to tell you guys what my routine is but i want you guys to understand that this is something that i figured out for myself because i did a whole bunch of reflecting about what makes me happy what do i like to do and how that aligns with my goals you know I really maybe we can talk about this at a later time like a whole podcast about like goals and reflection and whatnot but I ended up coming up with this which is starting to help me a lot with getting out of my comfort zone and starting to wake I actually literally wake up at 4 a.m every day now literally like it's crazy like you know based on the whole different way I do it and the first part of me doing this is that I have a new nighttime routine. I try to go to sleep every day at least by 10 p.m. Um, If I go to sleep later, I go to sleep later. But I really do try to go to sleep before 10. And the reason why I try to do that, because my goal is to wake up at 4 a.m. Obviously, you need more sleep. And if I enjoy my sleep, I need to actually go to sleep earlier so I can wake up at 4 a.m. and enjoy my day, right? Mm-hmm. So what I start doing around like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, I try to do it around eight o'clock. I make a whole nighttime reflection. I take a shower. And um, I don't know if people look at like sad guru. Even if I took a shower like earlier on in the day, I take a shower at night all the time just because he talks about like the connection with water and kind of like washing away the day. Sad guru. Sad guru is like S-A-H guru. I think that's how you pronounce his name. But he's like a really good guru. Maybe I'll put a link somewhere about it. But he talks about like cleansing yourself at night all the time because it kind of like calms you down, washes away your day. You know, the energy that it kind of like takes off or whatever. 
And then I look at my goals that I have for the week. Um, you know, just all the goals that I have, the things that I want to do, the things that, you know, you have like your ideal self in the beginning of the week. Like, I'm going to build mountains and create cities and take the stars. You know, you have all these like far reaching goals like in the beginning of the week. So I look over all my far reaching goals of the week and then I really reflect on my day. And then I reflect on my week and my month and I think about like what I've accomplished, any troubles I had with my goals and like tweaks, like realistic tweaks that are like needed um, in order to like accomplish my goals and whatnot. And then I set my goals for the next day. And uh, to me, the most important thing that I do is I practice gratitude and prayer. We had a whole podcast on gratitude. So I don't have to go into that, but (laughs) I think that was important because before I used to have like these like really long prayers I did at night and not saying it it wasn't meaningful. It was still very meaningful, like my long prayers, but I had to really just get to the gist of what I was asking for and what I needed and for me to just be grateful. So I kind of like cut my prayers short and like practice gratitude And then I made intentions and affirmations for the next day because everyone knows when you have something on your mind, like at the end of the night, sometimes that's all you dream about. And that's all you wake up in the morning, like kind of like thinking about. So I feel like when you reflect on your goals and like set your goals, you know, at nighttime and actually make affirmations and intentions that you're thinking about before you go to sleep, it makes me so much more motivated in the morning. And then what I ended up doing also was I ended up practicing reflective walking. I don't know if this is a real term. I kind of just made it up or maybe somebody else knows it. <laughs> who the fuck knows? We're all one consciousness. So who knows? Maybe somebody else made it up too. But remember I said I used to walk from here to Brooklyn eight hours. Like I, I love walking. Like walking is like my favorite pastime. So I was like, why not put something I love to do? mixed in with things that I need to do in a very reflective, energizing, positive way, right? So what I ended up doing was any free time I have, I went to go walk because I love to walk. So that like makes me happy. I'm like, okay, let me go walk. Let me go whatever, walk downtown or something like that. So at some point as I'm walking, I ask myself these questions. How am I feeling? You know, I'm like physically checking in on myself. Like, do I feel comfortable? Do I feel happy? Do I have any issues? You know, just like talking to myself. Everybody knows I love talking to myself. <laughs> That's like my next favorite pastime, like talking to myself. And then I ask myself, what makes me feel this way? You know, what makes me feel the way that I'm feeling? Is it because I'm striving? Is it because I'm not striving? Is it because I'm feel, feeling too comfortable? Like, you know, whatever the case is. And then I ask myself, am I feeding my spirit? Am I in tune with myself? You know, is the things that I'm doing aligned with my spirit in a way where I feel energized and good and happy to accomplish things every day? And then I ask, what do I accomplish? What did I accomplish or obtain like either this day or this week or this year, whatever I'm trying to reflect on? What do I want to accomplish or obtain? Because I feel like those are two different questions. Like, what did I accomplish? And what do I want to accomplish? And then it leads to my next question. What do I need to get done? Right. 
What am I going to do about it? What is my plan? And how can I do it in a way that is aligned with my spirit? Because I feel like for so long, I've been looking at all these videos of other people or I've been having people tell me how they do things in their way that may not be aligned with my own spirit instead of just really honing in on myself and asking myself these questions. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to get outside advice about something that I need to figure out with myself inside. And then my last point is that I have this little saying at the end of my walk or at the end of my reflection portion of my walk. And it's basically kind of like an affirmation, but like whatever. I don't know. It's basically I start by saying, let's do it and make the process enjoyable while learning and striving. Discomfort is OK for progress. But overall, I should be mindfully living and making decisions aligned with my goals and spirit. My body will do whatever my mind tells it to. I am in control. I dare to be amazing and fully present, making decisions and enjoying the process. And I refuse to be on autopilot or be down on myself. I'm a boss bitch that make things happen and get shit done. Time to uplift and get busy. Hey. So I like that. So you broke down everything about your comfort zone that you wanted to address and to motivate yourself, and you have a to-do list and a schedule. So you're already on your way of, like, slowly stepping out. I said that long thing that I just said not to just babble, but just to really let people know it's a long process. Like, there's a lot of things, like, involved, and you should do it specifically based on yourself and sometimes that takes some time to like even meditate and figure out like what do you want how do you feel how can you nurture your spirit because like I said before I was doing cookie cutter things for other people that wasn't cut to my cookie (laughs) does that make sense I think so. <laughs> you know, especially in this internet age, you get so like swooped up and like everyone else's goals. Like if somebody's goals is similar to yours, you're like, oh, I need to do what she's doing and I'll be all right. And then when it doesn't work out and you are back in your comfort zone, you wonder why. Because you're not living in your own spirit and your own truth. You're not doing things in a way that is nurturing you. You're doing it in a way that nurtures her, but you're not her. You have to check in with yourself. First, evaluate what what is keeping you from doing what you want to do or being what you want to be and evaluate whatever that is, and that is your comfort zone. So next is a, like a plan in order to get out of it. And once you have a plan or ideas with goals set to them, then it's you know more concrete, and then that's when you could push forward. The whole point that I was trying to make is that you need to have a reflection and a energizing portion towards the end of that reflection or energizing activity attached to that reflection that can continue you throughout your journey to accomplish your goals. Like whether that's an energizing ritual or energizing reflective period, but it should really be attached to something that you enjoy doing. So you can create a whole ritual for yourself 
so that you can energize yourself out of your own comfort zones or figure out things within yourself to see if you really need to get out of it, out of it, which poses my next question of is comfort zones needed for us? I think absolutely. I mean, they're there for healing in my point of view. You know, there's a reason why we need that space. Um, a lot of times it's to self-preserve and protect yourself, to just take account and take stock of everything, to take a step back and just, like, adjust to whatever is going on. Or, like I said, keep going back to, you know, certain uh, traumas or fears that we have. You know, we need a safe place. Just a period in life, everybody needs, like, a safe space and something that is reliable in their life because... I believe that's part of your foundation. If you don't ever feel comfortable, what kind of life is that? I mean, we shouldn't always feel comfortable because, yes, the growth is on the other side of that, but you should have some type of level of comfort in your life, whatever that looks like. So physically, it we crave security in the sense of uh, finances or, like, a roof over our head and, like, food, like, and emotionally, we crave security and comfort in uh, other people. And spiritually, we crave comfort in uh, having a higher power to take stock or take account of things in one way or another. Like, comfort is very much a part of, like, just functioning as a human, I think. So I think it's important to have a comfort zone. But we should be able to know the difference. and the time of when we should step out of it and when it's okay to be in it and to, you know, have that moment for yourself to heal, to learn, to preserve before you move forward. I think that's my whole issue about comfort zones as developing into a adult taking care of herself. <laughs> it's like, it's all about the balance of it all. Me understanding yeah. that, yeah, I'm more successful than what I was before, and that should give me a level of comfort, but I also have to also continue to strive and do things. That's why I feel like these bundles, in a sense, like, you know, you're bundling two different energies kind of like together is very helpful in discovering what you need and at what point. I think the issue really at hand which is my next question is when do we realize we're nurturing ourselves in our comfort zones or sabotaging ourselves in our comfort zones mm -hmm. i like that and actually i i saw this video it's this ted talk by um <clears throat> trevor reagan and it's titled how to overcome fear and you guys are going to have to stick with me on this one. Just, just hold on. Okay, in this video, he uh, basically discusses how fear is instilled in us, and like instinctually, and the act of realizing when we shouldn't go with our instincts in that sense uh, because it's getting in the way of our growth. So he comes up with a term, lizard brain. That's um, the term he uses to describe our instinctual uh, fear and how our brain works when we're in fear. We immediately want to 
protect ourselves from that. And uh, our knee-jerk reaction is to um, get out of the way of potential danger. So <clears throat> one example was, it's like you're in your house watching TV. Um, you know there's not a serial killer in your house. Door's locked. Everything's locked. You know you're fine. As soon as you turn off the TV and turn off the light to go to bed, you immediately want to run into your room and get under the covers because suddenly there's a serial killer in your kitchen. Like, you know that there is no danger or no fear there, but you react in a way to protect yourself from harm. Well, speaking in the sense of comfort zones, we have an instinctual reaction to certain things. Like, if we're upset, we want to comfort ourselves. So for a lot of people, me personally, I turn to food. Like, I don't know. It's just like I just go straight there. But I need to get away from my instincts to comfort myself and be like, okay, address the situation and why am I upset and to tackle it in a different way rather than uh, our quote-unquote lizard brain and just moving out of instincts or uh, for, for the most part that are driven by fear. I like that. In a way, you think the difference between nurturing and sabotaging is really either whether you're dismissing your feelings or you're understanding your feelings and treating it accordingly, whether it's comfort or discomfort. Yeah, well, that's a specific sense, but just generally it's whether or not it's helpful or harmful in the situation. Like the whole eating out of discomfort, that's, I mean, it feels amazing because, of course, I want some chocolates and some ice cream and cookies. And some pizza and French fries. Because that would be great. How <laughs> many binge sessions? Sure. Mm-hmm. But it won't be helpful. You know what I mean? It's my problem won't be addressed and I will be 30 pounds heavier. Right. So it, even though it's not comfortable for me to think about and deal with whatever I might be upset at the time, you know what I mean? That's whatever would be helpful in the long run and I can grow. I like that. So it's more about a literal what is helpful and what is not. Because I guess in the opposite sense, I can say uh I remember when I was hospitalized because I got like burnt in a fire. I had to get like skin graft surgery and stuff, but it's not as dramatic as it sounds. Trust me. But um I ended up being out of work for like a couple of months. And although I could have been like very sad and like into my feelings or whatnot um I actually got a chance to like step back and really figure out what I wanted out of my life and a part of that me being comfortable was I regressed super into my comfort zones I was just watching all these like shows on Netflix and getting new ideas and but it was like very inspiring but it was also like very stagnant like I was very comfortable and stagnant in what I was doing I wasn't like trying to like start a business and doing all this stuff and monopolizing all for the time I I didn't have to go to work I just really like sat and reflect and felt very comfortable and that was helpful to me at that time so I guess on the opposite end for people who are constantly going 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 sometimes it's cool to take a step back and be comfortable and it can be helpful to be comfortable and reflective in a positive way. Yeah. You needed that time to heal physically. 
<laughs> and so though it didn't help you heal, um, not heal, but grow at that time, is something that you physically needed. No? I always feel like things happen for a reason, especially when you may get hurt or things may happen. Sometimes that's like a sign to like take a step back. Like you're doing too much. Like, let's see how I can revise my life. Cause I, I always right. feel like reflection is a big thing for me. Reflecting on where you were, where you are now, where you want to be, how you can make all these things into a constant momentum where you can be at peace with everything, but then still progress. That's really my balance. I I like because I feel like I've been in a lot of turmoil throughout most of my life that I just kind of want to just be at peace. Like that's my thing. I just want to be peaceful and I want to just chill. <laughs> but I also want to progress. So that balance sometimes can be difficult. Like I do understand what you're saying. Like we do need a time where we can relax and be comfortable and really, I guess, nurture ourselves. Because I don't think we always nurture ourselves on our day-to-day lives. Right. And sometimes nurturing is uh, picking up a Twinkie and eating it. (laughs) (laughs) Twinkie. Yeah. (laughs) You're reflecting on the Twinkie. (laughs) That green silly. (laughs) Pause. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, they are needed. Um, but even in the sense, okay, so in, in your case, when you say that you were home for those, uh, for those couple of months, you didn't like that fact that you weren't really out there doing stuff and getting stuff done. Is that what you meant? Mm-hmm. And you weren't making any moves towards things, but other than mm-hmm. physically healing, you got inspired, you took time to take a stock of things rather than always going. You know what I mean? And I found out what was really important in life too. There you go. So it's needed. And then when you were all healed up, you're out there in these streets. I feel like, I feel like what really talks to the balance of comfort zones versus getting out of it and making boss bitch moves, I guess I can say in a way, is (laughs) from the Bible, Second Timothy. That's natural. That's where all the boss bitches get their <laughs> get all the, all the boss bitches get their information from the Bible. It's from the Bible. Hey, another t-shirt. <laughs> you making money. Boss hey. bitches get shit from the Bible. Trademark. 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 <laughs> Copyright. Second uh, Timothy 1 and 7. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, mm. but of power. And love and self-control. That is powerful because I feel like fear is something that's created in this environment that we're in, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at a child or, you know, just our inner nature, it's really more of love and self-control. We know how to control ourselves. But through whether nature versus nurture and conditioning and going through life, the older you get, the more your spirit gets weared out or whatever the case may be, 
you kind of lose sight of love and self-control and you lose sight of, you know, I run this shit. I run my body. I run my life. You know what I mean? Like I'm steering the wheel. I, I, I'm, I'm the reason for my circumstances. And I feel like some people, it's very hard to, it's very hard to take that control back because of things and different traumas that people go to go through. And I know it's very hard to come back from like a lot of different traumas. So I don't want to minimize the things that people go through, but I feel like you're not really going to be free until you take that control back of your life. You know, whether that means you need therapy, you need to reflect on things you need to, you know, whatever you need, especially therapy is very important. Um, you do need to take that control back of your life and be in control and do everything yeah. through love. And You're, with that, you'll have power. That's true. You are in control of your own life. I found this, um, this quote from a book by Pandora Portillo. Mm. That's from Excuse Me, My Brains Have Stepped Out. <laughs> um, he said, okay, uh, we are accustomed to the comforts of I cannot, I do not want to, and it is difficult that we forget to realize when we stop doing things for ourselves and expect others to dance around us, we are not achieving greatness. We have mm-hmm. made ourselves weak. So I feel like that kind of, kind of exemplifies what you were just saying, like, we can't rely on other people or sometimes even our own fear of wanting to do something. We have to realize that, you know, ultimately we are in control of our, of our own destinies, man. We are the master of our fate. Who said that? I don't, somebody said that. I don't know who said that. Maybe some, they can some, some one of those niggas yeah, over I'm there the said it. Feet. What is that? I'm the master of my feet, something of my enemy. I don't know. It's some long crap. Poopy, poop, poop. Yeah, it's one of those guys over there. Okay, so I'm going to say his poem just because I feel like it's very uh, appropriate, right? Come through. You're allowed. This is Invictus is the name of the poem by William Ernest Henley. Out of the night that covers me. Black as the pit from pole to pole. I think whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. Mm. In fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winched nor cried out loud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Oh, beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not straight the gate, how charged with punishments the stroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Yo, he snapped like straight up. His mixtape is dropping in September. Keep an eye on (laughs) featuring Nas and Migos. (laughs) 2020. 
just the words he uses, like (laughs) his adjectives, like unconquerable soul, you know, my head bloody, but unbowed. Like I've been through all this shit. Like he way out of his comfort zone, by the way, let's be clear. He ain't got no comfort zone. His blood in them streets. He in them streets, straight up. Head is bloody but unbowed. He is not afraid. He is the master of his feet and the captain of his soul. Like straight up. Ultimately, real nigga you're real nigga shit. Real nigga shit. Like that's the name of his mixtape, by the way. Real <laughs> nigga shit. <laughs> oh lord oh i can't but yeah this basically you are in control so but ultimately i mean it's difficult to balance the years and it's what you're having a you know a bit of an issue with but i think that's like everybody is <laughs> because, i mean you can look at different problems that we face in society like the whole um, what do they call themselves now? Nationalists. Their comfort zone is just like a sea of white people. And right. <laughs> other than that, they're uncomfortable with. Right. They need to incorporate one black person time by time <laughs> in order for them to get out of their comfort zone. There's one black person effect. at the meeting. I can handle that. Just sprinkle them around. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think everybody struggles with that balance. But, um, I feel like problem? it's a never- I think that's where I'm having a problem with. What are you having a problem with? Just keep trying. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's a never-ending thing. Like, don't thing. give up thing. It's a never-ending <laughs> thing. It's something that you'll forever probably struggle with. And it's okay. Because yeah. it's like, eh, I peopled today. I'm good for a week or two. <laughs> you people today. I can't. But I do feel like it's a never ending thing. It's like something we'll always struggle with for the rest of our lives. But as we grow, we get better time after time that we stepped up. I feel like, yeah, there's a time and place where you need to be sheltered in order to either deal with what you're going through or to grow as a person before you step out of your comfort zone but it's something that you should constantly be reflecting about like is this the time or is it aligned with my spirit right now that I stay in my comfort zone or do I feel like I'm self-sabotaging myself at this point and I need to do better and it's all about finding your own way to reflect and to energize yourself in a way that you can begin to achieve your goals and to be happy and to be energized about life and to conquer your comfort zone step by step. Because things only happen when your foot goes after the other. You know what I mean? You got to start somewhere, yeah. step by step, piece by piece, journey by journey. So, How's that go? Step by step, day by day. Isn't that a song? The world starts over different kind of way. It's a theme song. Step by step. Step by step. Day by day. Now, you know what's that going on? That sounds like a white person show. What show is it? It definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're going to get to it. 
That show sound, that theme song sounds mad white. What theme song was that? It sounds familiar though, like I've watched it. I said it sounds familiar, like I watched it before. I'm pretty sure you have. It was the gym. It was with that one family. It's kind of like a modern Brady Bunch, but with less kids. And I think there was like a French dude in there for some reason. I don't know. Um, yeah, good times. All right. So, what is the point? <laughs> what is the point of it all? All this rambling. <laughs> no, it's not rambling. You, you, you're we're talking it out. That's what this is. It's a discussion, a forum, a tête-à-tête. I don't know what that last word means. It's French for head to head. Why you speak French to me? I don't speak French. <laughs> uh, because I speak a little French. Okay. I actually want to learn French though. <laughs> I just know bonjour, je m'appelle, bonne nuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, oui, oui. Those are words. Yes. Vous avec quoi? Oh, straight to the sex. Okay. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> you always know something dirty in every language, right? I know. Right? Wow. <laughs> but that's useful. That's funny. So my point is that <laughs> <laughs> vices and comfort go hand in hand in a way. It's kind of like sometimes vices keep ourselves in comfort zones. So we have to deal with our vices too. Check out that podcast. We already did that. Um on over. <laughs> but um inside of finding comfort in vices, we need to find comfort in ourselves and not outside of ourselves. And we need to align more of us stepping out our comfort zones, still aligning it with our own spirits and our own ambitions. You know, we are not cookie cutter people. Sometimes things that work for other people don't work for yourself. So sometimes you just have to do some deep reflection or some real therapy to get to the bottom line of why you are stuck in your circumstance and why you feel like you're not stepping out of your comfort zone for whatever reason um, in order to achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And just to piggyback off of that a little bit, um, if fear is the reason why you're running into your comfort zone, whether it's um, just fear of the unknown, a lot of people have a fear of failure, and then fear of success, which is a thing. Uh, but I have a quote here by Robert Greene, real quick. says, your fears are a prison that confines you within a limited range of action. The less you fear, the more power you will have, and the more you will fully live. So you are in control. You are bigger than your fears. So make a plan. Push it out. <laughs> do what it do, baby. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so straight up, at the end of the day, hope you got something out of this. Remember, we are experts of nothing. Just out here in these streets. We learn from you just as you learn from us because we are a tribe. Until next time. Continue to vibe. Then you to vibe a...